Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to our first episode. Um, today, inshallah, we're going to start off with a little reminder from our Dean bro. He is going to be sharing some um, ayat from Surah Al Ma'arij and mainly focusing on patience and the idea of patience within the surah. Um, and then I will be sharing uh, one of my favorite hadith qudsis that we can kind of mold and it kind of goes hand in hand with um, the lessons that we're going to learn, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, guys. So, we're going to look at first ayat 5 in Surah Al Ma'arij. Allah says, Fasbur sabran jamila," which he's telling us to observe a patience, a good patience, right? And obviously Allah is all-knowing. He's the one who lets us uh, wake up every day in the morning. He's the one who lets our heart beat every second, right? So he knows what's best for us, and he's telling us to observe a good patience because many times in our lives, uh, we are beset by a lot of weaknesses and a lot of uh, tests by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even later in that surah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in A19, He says, We are created weak. So, and then after that, He says, When they are uh, touched by evil, by tests, they are upset. Meaning, when we are touched by like these tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, we are always angry and upset when we shouldn't really be. We should, we should endure it and have patience like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to uh, earlier in that surah because it is a good patience. It's something that is good for us and Allah knows what's best. So these tests will help us. So there's what there are what's best for us. Back to you. And so also kind of going hand in hand, hand in that, just a little bit talking more about the idea of patience, because I think patience is something that is very undermined in the world that we live in today. And we don't truly understand the great amount of virtue that comes with being patient. The idea that one of the gates of Jannah is for the people who are patient, in the sense that if you want to get into Jannah, you have to get in from one of the eight gates. And one of the eight gates is patience. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks various times in the Quran how um, Allah loves those that are, pa- that are patient, that Allah is with those that are patient. And also in the Quran, there's this concept that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't put uh, a specific reward for something, that means that it's way too much for us to be able to comprehend. So for example, fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say exactly what the reward is. He just leaves it that I will reward for it. This is for me and I will reward for it. Similarly, Allah does not put a specific reward for patience. So we learn from that that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also takes patience to be something that is very individualized because everyone is going to have a different patience journey. Everyone's going to have a different path that they're going to have to follow and endure for patience. And to understand that there are also different levels of patience that you can um, decrease your ajr or increase your ajr based on how you are patient. Like there was a hadith from the Prophet Muhammad that he said that patience is how you first react when you were first hit with that calamity, when you're first hit with it. How are you going to react? That is what true patience is because it's something that's unexpected. It's events that happen in our life that we have to learn how to deal with. And when you're able to perfect your patience and truly perfect how to react like this that's inshallah when you'll get that amount of ajr and you'll get um any calamity then you're that you're hit in your life then you'll be able to know how to deal with it and that's subhanallah like patience should be seen as something that's a gift that you're able to endure and that you're able to have to deal with this patience not to just think as if it's something that's burdensome which is what we tend to look at it today and then i was going to share um another hadith qudsi and then you can comment on this as well where there was a hadith so hadith qudsi is basically a hadith from the prophet muhammad but it's directly the words of allah but from the tongue of the prophet so one of my favorite hadiths and it's located in bukhari but basically the prophet he told us that allah said that he is so allah is to the slave as a slave thinks of him so i am as my servant thinks of me 
as in that what Allah can do for us, His capability, of course we know Allah is capable of everything. But the, the concept and the idea that we have of Rabbil Alameen, that's how He is going to be with, it, with you. So like, exa for example, if you think that He can't give you this that you're praying for, or He can't bring you Shifa, He won't, because that's not how you think of Him. And so this kind of tells us that we have to perfect our thinking and our understanding of how we view Rab like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hadith continues to say that, if he mentions me by himself, I will mention him by myself. And if he mentions me within a gathering, I will mention him within a gathering that's even better. As in like with the angels. So every single time you share um, like a little word of advice, like right now, inshallah, we are, even though we're all like kind of virtually together, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning our names amongst the angels. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say that if he comes to me one handspan, I come to him two handspans. And if he comes to me walking, I come to him running. So this idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't never takes away guidance from his slaves. And I think that's something that I know I had to struggle with for a while. It's like, how are people not guided? Like, is it fair? But this idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance is for everyone. And we learned that from this hadith and we learned that from various ayahs in the Quran. And this idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is never going to close his door to you. His door of rahmah, his door of patience, his door of mercy is always open to you. You just have to knock. You have to make that initial step and know that the smallest step that you take towards Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make it so much easier for you. And he is going to essentially bring you himself closer to you to make it easier. And subhanAllah, when we hear this hadith and we hear about these ayat, we truly understand better who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Yet we still tend to turn away from Rabbil Alameen. Like we make mistakes always, like continuously we're making the same mistake. But when we turn to him and we just say like, Astaghfirullah, Allah forgives everything. But we're ignorant and we're arrogant that we don't want to turn to a Lord that's so forgiving and a Lord that you just put a little bit of effort and he's ready to meet you. So subhanAllah, I don't know, I was just telling it like to share it because it's, it's such a beautiful hadith, Wallah. Right. So um, I thought that was actually, yeah, like that's pretty cool because it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that Sabah, like, you have to remember whatever happens to you, it's from Rabbil Alameen, right? And you have to trust him. And uh, you need to make sure, like, always to remember Rabbil Alameen's there. You know, he's watching you. He's he's waiting for you to make dua for him. You know, like, we know that there's a hadith that says, um, right? And then uh, also, I would like to share a surah, um, Surah Hadid, Ayah 20. In the end, Rabbil Alameen says, uh, the worldly life, this worldly life is nothing but a used rag, something so insignificant in our eyes. Imagine how insignificant that is in Rabbil Alameen's eyes. Uh, so to remember always that this world is nothing, like we shouldn't worry about, like we shouldn't uh, be so concentrated in something so insignificant when we should remember that Rabbil Alameen is truly what's important. The hereafter is the end goal, you know, something that you should always be looking towards is uh, the hereafter. When you are beset by a weakness, by a struggle, by a test, remember this is from Rabbil Alameen, you know. Uh, I'm just waiting to get my ajr, inshallah, yawm al-iyamah. And I know that Rabbil Alameen will love me for that. And it that's shouldn't, really yeah, important. it shouldn't be something that's negative. Like also the other A is وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدُونَ Like the only reason we were created essentially was to worship Rabbil Alameen. And kind of going back to this concept that patience isn't something that's negative. Because when you're living a life and you're so caught up in this world, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like inflicts you with something that you're required to be patient for, wallahi that's a gift. And we don't see it like that because we're too caught up in this world. It seems more of an inconvenience. Oh, like this happened, like now I have to deal with it. And like subhanAllah, one time someone said an analogy that everything that you're given in this world, you don't deserve it. Like you don't need a house, you don't need money, you don't need wealth. And people are living without it. 
But it's this concept that when Allah does give it to you, you have to understand that just like Allah gave it to you, He could take it away. And when He takes it away, though it might be hard and it might bring about hardship, like you said, it brings about so much ajr. And it's basically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminding you that this isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't the end goal. That this dunya is mal'una, right? Like this dunya is cursed. Like that it's not what we're supposed to run after. That doesn't mean you can just like, you don't do anything in your life. No, you're still supposed to be productive. But within the lens that it doesn't affect your deen, it doesn't affect you remembering basically that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you for a reason to worship Him. And it, you, you're able to maintain that deen and dunya balance, basically. Yep. I don't know, do you want to add anything else? No, I'm done. Inshallah. Okay, th inshallah, that's it for our first episode. Um, let us know if you guys have any topics that you guys might want us to talk about um, and certain things that you liked or enjoyed. And inshallah, we'll see you at the next um, podcast episode. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.